Hey there, Brian Bogner and Greg Towner with November's edition of the 20-minute market breakdown. Of course, this is our election edition as well here being uh, a day after Election Tuesday here in November 2022. So we're going to be talking about some stuff concerning, obviously, uh, the election, the markets, and all those types of good things. Normally, we like to open up this podcast with a few personal anecdotes and things like that, but we do have a lot to talk about today. We do think this is important, so we're going to go ahead and get right into it. All right. So, Greg, we had an election yesterday. We still yeah. don't know the results of a lot of them. A lot of them are very close, very tight. They're still counting votes. Things are happening there. Um, but you know, we're not, this is not a political podcast. We're not talking about that. We really just are trying to determine how, right. It affects the market and how it affects the economy and our investments and things like that. So what are some of your thoughts on, um, you know, how do markets typically react, uh, after elections, especially after midterm elections? Yeah, we've looked at a lot of different studies. Of course, everybody's putting out different studies right now. And some of them are pretty interesting, I have to say, particularly as a, as you look at the midterm election, which sometimes people don't pay quite as much attention to. But if you look at the last 70 years, so every time after Wait, the midterm- Wait, 70? 70? 70. Yeah, 70. 70. Okay, years. all right. So we'll make sure. Every, after every one of the midterm elections during that 70 years, the 12 months forward period, the market was always up every single midterm election time. And it was actually up greater than than the average for the market. So, mm. so pretty credible statistics. And, you know, along those same lines, we're also now, if you just kind of look at the typical, you know, there's a thing called the presidential cycle as it pertains to investing. You know, when does stocks tend to do well or not so well? We're actually entering right now, I've just recently entered, I should say, the best three-quarter period historically in that mm -hmm. presidential cycle for, mm -hmm. for stocks. So, you know, you combine those two, uh, you you look at the fact, like you said, we don't know for sure the results yet, but it looks like there's going to be some sort of gridlock occurring. You know, historically, markets tend to like that. So, you know, there's a few things lining up that, you know, we we talk a lot, you know, ignore politics as, as it relates to investing. Right, right. But we also don't want to ignore some, some historical data right. either and say that, you right. know, maybe right. there's some positives here, potentially. But yeah, because, I mean, I think if you look over the last 70 years, right, I mean, there are times when Democrats are taking control, Republicans are taking control, the the Congress has been split, like, you know, sure. divided government. You, I mean, I mean, you can probably chalk up all those scenarios. It's not like, well, during this time, like one political party has done that or the other. But, right. you know, I think I think what the market likes is clarity. Absolutely. And so and so when you have clarity and the market knows, OK, it's not that the market is some being the market is all these buyers and sellers. It's all these buyers and sellers out there that like this clarity of like, okay, if we just talk about where we're at right now, um, you know, we are going to likely have some type of gridlock. That means nothing uh, huge is going to be passed down through Congress that would affect things and affect companies and they have to change their strategy and things like that. So the market tends to like that, right? Managers, CEOs now know what the next two years are probably going to look like, and they can start making plans around that. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're also now, aside from, you know, the election side of it, we're also now in the good seasonal period. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just, you know, the clarity now, but for probably the next couple of years, uh, you know, historically, this has been a good period. You know, some people kind of speculated, well, hey, you know, maybe the 
president now doesn't have to worry, you know, can start to focus on the next election. So tries to ramp right. up the economy, that sort of thing. I mean, I don't know if that's just kind of speculating, but right. I think the reality is um, there's, there's, it's hard to know why stocks have done well in the past after midterm election, but yeah. the fact of the matter is it has. What, but what could be some headwinds? I mean, we, we know that we know historically it's there. We gave some reasons, but what could be some headwinds to why that may not happen? Yeah. I mean, of course there's no guarantee. I mean, you, you said gridlock has historically been a good thing and it has, um, but it also might prevent more stimulus from being put out there. You know, that may or may right, not right. be good depending on how you feel about it, but you know, it, it has the potential to stimulate the economy. That's probably not going to happen. Uh, of course, we still obviously have the the Fed. The Fed's still raising rates. I mean, that, you know, we'll get into that and other things here in a moment. Uh, and then probably the big thing that everybody's talking about is, you know, if we have gridlock, you know, we're, we're probably, we're definitely next year going to have the whole debt ceiling thing. And we'll get into that down the road someday to talk more about that. But you know, we encountered the debt ceiling problem back in 2010, 11, that period. Mm -hmm. uh, it created a lot of volatility for the market. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was temporary, of course. Looking back, it's just another little blip on the chart. Mm -hmm. But I think with the with the likely gridlock, you know, we, we could have some infighting over over the debt ceiling next year and uh, see some market volatility around that too. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's 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 important that we talk about this because I know that in a lot of my meetings with clients, um, invariably we, when we're talking about the economy and markets, usually they will bring up, well, the, some upcoming election or this government, you know, this, that, or, or something along those lines. Yeah. And I think it's very easy for us to attach because, you know, look, I'm not trying to discount or downplay politics by any means, because it is important, right? It does affect our lives. It affects things here in this country, right. but I think it is dangerous. Sometimes we do get really caught up and let's be honest. It's an emotional thing, right? I mean, we're very passionate yeah. about the things that we're supporting. We're very passionate about some of these candidates. And so we then attend to attach that, however, to the economy. And that can be very, very risky, right? We talk a lot about emotions in investing, right. and it's no different when it comes to politics. Now, someone might say, well, yeah, but Brian, you know, you know what the president does and what Congress does and the policy they pass out and things like that and stuff like that. Right. Yes, it is absolutely important. But a lot of times it's not as important. I know it sounds crazy as a lot of other things that are going on. And so I hear from clients all the time where they'll say, well, you know, that sounds like a great idea or let's do this or that. But let's wait till after the election till, um, you know, so we can get some clarity around around the election. Well, majority of the time, and we talk about this, the market is usually discounting a lot of this stuff ahead of time uh, before that, you know, before that even, even comes through. So, you know, yeah. again, politics is emotion, a lot of emotions, but attaching that to the economy can be dangerous. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, just in the last two presidential elections, of course, we heard people from, you know, both parties mm -hmm. in their respective times, uh, say, oh, I, I want to wait until after the election. And, and you know, then they caught they got themselves caught off guard, you know, in, in both right, elections right. when when Trump won and then when Biden won, uh, the market just ripped higher and, and not necessarily because of the president uh, by any right. stretch. And that's kind of the whole point is, you know, there's right. so many other things happening. Um, but it's just the dangers of, of focusing on that. And you, like you said, we talk a lot about the emotional side of investing, arguably nothing more emotional than politics. So if you combine that with investing, it's just really dangerous. Um, it's, yeah, in fact, it's like the perfect you know, storm. It is a perfect storm. In fact, you know, referring back, uh, we've mentioned a couple of times uh, the book I wrote, Investment Lessons of 2020, 
you know, I only covered about a 12 month period in that book. And yet I had three small sections on uh, the politics and elections and how it tied to investing and mm -hmm. how it was just kind of dangerous for a lot of investors. So uh, I think it was a little better this time. I don't know about you, but I didn't hear quite as many people talking about, oh, I got to wait till after the election or that sort of thing. So hopefully we're, we're helping train people. I don't know. Maybe it was just uh, people were not quite as tuned in being midterm, but uh, I think maybe people are getting a little bit more aware of the dangers of tying the two. Well, I think, polit and I'll just speak politically for a second here. I do think that this was just maybe a warm up because I think the next two years, I almost, I almost yeah. feel like, you know, we, we see the circus and the carnival show called the presidential election and, and I, you know, can it get worse? Right. And I think, um, I think it can, I think it can. And, uh, but I do think the next two years are going to be, there's going to be a lot. I mean, it's going to be a big time, uh, circus, but again, you're going to hear us over the next two years talk a lot about, um, you know, let's focus on these other things because these right. things are really what's driving the market more than what you're seeing in the news. Remember, headlines, I don't care what they are. Headlines, very rarely, news headlines very rarely have the impact that you think that they do in the market. So right. let's talk about uh, what are some things that we really need to be looking at right now. Uh, and things that we need to be focused on that's driving the market here. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 a long list of things that are always at least as important and probably more important than you know who won what election. I mean, of course, everybody right now is talking about the Fed, right? I mean, we know what they're doing right now. They're raising rates, um, and they're doing that because of inflation. And inflation, you know, we're, we're recording this the day after the election, which is the day before the next CPI number comes out. So by the time everybody listens to this, they'll know the next inflation number. And we've talked a lot about inflation. I mean, it's a lot of indications are that inflation is coming down, but it takes a long time to get into the government data, particularly like rents. Those take a long time. So we're talking about inflation, uh, interest rates. Those are all really tied with inflation and the Fed. That's a big thing. It's just a natural business cycle. I mean, most of that is not affected right. by, you know, the elections or who's in office. That's huge. You know, geopolitical events that we've seen this year, you know, the dollar, a lot of people don't, outside of the industry don't talk about the dollar, but it's hugely important in a lot of different ways. So you go on and on, but so many things that we're watching now, but also just from a broader perspective, we think people should, you know, care more about than from a from an investing standpoint, care more about than elections. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, there's a lot of predictions that have been that we're going to see a recession sometime next year. Okay, right, and 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 we very well may. Um, you know how that relates to the market, when the market discounts in, how the Fed reacts to it, things like that. I mean, it was interesting that. Um, I forget what it was the other day, but, um, some numbers, uh, or maybe it was the, some number came in and it meant that, and the market, it was actually a positive number, but the market went down right. because, or it was an economic positive number, but the market actually went down right. because that meant the fed was going to keep raising rates. Right. Right. Well, so you, had a, right you got a positive economic number. The market tanks. Why? Because the fed is likely going to keep raising rates because they don't need to slow down because yeah. there were some positive, you know? Yeah. I mean, think about it right now, the, 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 the market or, or the fed really, I mean, they won't admit this, but essentially they are rooting for more people to lose jobs because that means yeah. that, you know, the, the economy will probably slow the less people have jobs, the less they're going to spend, et cetera. And, you know, all about inflation. So yeah. And this whole, you know, crazy world of economics in a market uh good news is bad bad news is good you know right for at least for the moment things things can go in cycles of course yeah and 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 the only time the only layoffs that we've seen up to this point really have been the tech companies and and yeah. you know the stuff that 
where the big high flyers, you know, over the last few years, especially through COVID, I mean, everyone, right, was staying at home. They were on social media. They were buying stuff, things like that. Those companies are laying off people now because people right. are out and about. They're doing things. I mean, do you think airlines are laying off people or no. uh, anything in the service industry is laying off <laughs> right. anyone? Yeah, no. So it's very um, selected right now. The layoffs that we're seeing, we're not seeing wholesale layoffs. And, you know, I've said this a, a few times that when, when we start seeing good old blue chip companies announce layoffs, you know, then that's that, in my opinion, that's a sign of, okay, we're, we're going to see a, a, a broad slowdown here. Yeah. And I think, you know, the market is starting to get a little bit of a better feel for where the, where and when the Fed is going to kind of ease the, the whole rate increasing. You know, of course, we still have to monitor the inflation data that will dictate it to a large degree. But they, you know, they, they're, they're going to keep raising rates and they're going to, they're saying they're going to keep them at a high level probably throughout next year as their objective. But the market's starting to kind of know where that level is roughly. And so there, there shouldn't, hopefully, not going to be too many more big surprises. So again, back to clarity. Right. You know, market would rather factor in you know bad news right, right, right. than than have the unknown that you know out there. So uh, that doesn't mean things can't go down more or what have you. But just bottom line is, you know, the market is starting to factor in things from the Fed, and we'll see as the data comes in here how that changes. And again, you know, we get so fixated sometimes on specific things, and we forget that there's other things taking place. For example, all of this aggressive, you know, raising of interest rates. Um, interest rates moving higher. Yes, they've had a negative impact on tech companies, obviously a negative impact on real estate. But guess what they've had a positive impact on that people are starting to talk about that haven't talked about it in the last 10 to 15 mm -hmm. years. It hasn't been on anybody's mind, but now people are starting to talk about it. Come on, Greg. Bonds. Bonds, fixed income. Yeah. Nobody has wanted to talk about that. And it is, you know, like, well, that is, asset class is dead. Well, guess what? They're now bonds and fixed income is now an asset class that is producing uh, returns now that yeah. people are waking up to and going, oh, wait a minute, that's that's right. not a bad return. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, for years that the savers, you know, the retirees, the savers were were just struggling, you know, trying to find any way to get any mm -hmm. kind of yield. Mm -hmm. And now they can get it. Um, you know, yeah, if you compare it to inflation, maybe it's not incredible still, but it's a lot better than it had been. Right. Right. Uh, so it, it makes for a more balanced market. And we've talked a lot about we think things are getting normal. back to normal. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. feel that way. It's a painful right. road to get there, but things are getting back to a so-called normal from an investing perspective. Right, right. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, this is the 20-minute market breakdown, and we've hit the 15-minute market here. <laughs> so um, why don't we go ahead and close this out? Because we, we always want to keep these things pretty tight and um, don't want to just, you know, uh, talk forever. Uh, and we do appreciate you listening, but uh, Greg, what do you uh, what you got for us today? I have a couple of recommendations, actually. Uh, first one, uh, not not business related, but uh, my wife and I have been enjoying this TV show. Uh, the actor Stanley Tucci has mm -hmm. a show called Searching for Italy, and he's Italian. And he goes each episode, he goes to one of the I believe it's twenty different regions in Italy. He's a big foodie, so that the show is largely about food. But, you know, as you know, Brian, I'm not the most adventurous of eaters. So uh, the, some of the crazy foods, some of the crazy foods he eats are, don't necessarily uh, you know, strike with me. But but what I really like about the show is he really digs into the, the history and uses the food to talk about the cultures of each area. I mean, it's just amazing how many different 
regions and how different things are. The, of course, the amazing scenery, uh, the old, old history of Italy. And uh, it's just a really interesting show, whether you're foodie or not, I would yeah. suggest people check it out. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Are you, are you uh, going to plan a trip? Uh, hey, you never know. You never know. <laughs> Got to choose which one to one of those 20 regions, though. Yeah. Um, I do have a, a market-related suggestion, recommendation, though. And we've been talking for a good part of this year that, you know, this is this is a bear market we're mm -hmm. in, however you want to define that. And I mm -hmm. think, you know, people have gotten used to over recent years, just kind of the quick dips of the market and then the rally back up or you know, just in life in general, people aren't too patient anymore. Right. You know, mm -hmm. quick satisfaction of everything, social media world. I just want to encourage investors to remain patient. You know, bear markets often take a good bit of time. And sometimes they test emotions for investors in both directions. Like, oh, okay, things are rallying now, we're good. And then they fall back. You know, there's lots of starts and stops in bear markets. It takes a lot of time to get through it. You know, no one knows when or how much pain we'll incur. And you know, we may have already had the bottoms, we don't know. But we just think it takes time and it, it creates opportunities though. I mean, think about people, you can't pick the bottom, but if you dollar cost right. average, you know, even if right. the, the bottom takes a long time to get in, gives you a longer time period to dollar cost average. It's actually, you know, it's not easy to think about, but it's actually a good thing. So uh, just be patient and uh, things will ultimately get out on the other side. And you look back at, at the world events over the last, you know, many, many decades, they're all little blips on a long-term rising chart. They don't feel like it at the time. They feel right. painful, but in hindsight, you know, just, oh yeah, what was, what was that we were worried about? So. You know, the thing I, just along those lines, I always try to tell myself is if it, if it feels, uh, when you're, when you're buying, then it's probably a good time to buy. Like if it yeah. feels paint, it just feels not, you know, and there's a lot of red or whatever, then that's probably a good time to just put, not, I'm not saying put everything in, but that's probably a little time right, to right. just, just put a little bit in there. Well, I got, I got a couple things. Um, well, since you mentioned a show, I'll mention a couple shows as well yeah. that I'm just uh, crazy about, you know, for those that know me, I'm a sci-fi nerd. I love, I love all kinds of science fiction. And um, there's two really, really, really good shows out right now. One is on Apple TV. It's got a little bit of sci-fi kind of, actually, it's really not sci-fi. It could maybe happen. I don't know. But it's called Severance. Uh, it's a, it's like a thriller, drama. Mm. Um, I, I, you know, there's very few shows that I have watched recently that I just get hooked on. And okay. I'm like, oh my goodness, get to the next level, get to the next episode, this and that. That's been a really good one. And then, uh, you know, I know I'm sure there's a lot of Star Wars fans on here, but this new series that they've put out called Andor, I just think it is so well acted, written, directed, mm. all of the above. Okay. I just uh, have enjoyed it uh, immensely because uh, I know that, you know, Star Wars has not been putting out a lot of good stuff lately, quite honestly. But this one is really, really good if you do like it. And then as for um, last thing here, you know, I mentioned last episode you know, as we get into this holiday season, there's a lot of great opportunities for your family, kids to serve your community, get with a nonprofit, do something, serve something else. And, and, and I still, I still wanted to just emphasize that we're, you know, we, you know, my son and my kid, especially I'll just talk about my son, but you know, he plays basketball. He's got a lot of sports, things like that. And, and we, we just kind of come to realize there's a lot of, um, you know, when you're doing all these activities with your kids, sometimes, it's, it's all about them in a lot of ways and just really teaching them that, Hey, you know, yes, you know, we're going to do these things for you, but now how can we also serve some other people as well? 
And that's really something for Jeannie and I that we've been really talking through and, and with him. And But the thing this other this season that's really been on our minds and our hearts is just this idea of gratitude. And that, yes, you know, maybe politically things didn't work out yesterday the way you wanted. Maybe the markets, you know, has negatively impacted you in some ways. But I'm willing to bet there's still some things to be very grateful for and thankful for. And as we get into Thanksgiving and we get into the season here, I would just encourage you to take some time with your family. We do this a lot. We actually, we, we do this every morning when we're driving to school. But like, we just go, we'll sit around the table or whatever, and we'll just go every just three things you're thankful for. And we just go around and share it. And I know that sounds so simple, but you'd be amazed at just the powerful impact that that has and reminding yourself of that as well. So on that note, we'll go ahead and call it here. Uh, Thank you for listening to the election edition of the 20 Minute Market Breakdown. And we will talk to you next month. Have a great day.